You're listening to the weekly Parsha podcast with Ari Goldwag, recorded with Hashem's never-ending assistance in Ramah Beit Shemesh, 5783, 2022. This week's Parsha is Parsha and this Parsha, just like last week's Parsha, is chock-full of interesting ideas, profound lessons, and towards the end of our Parsha, the Torah describes the Nisayan of Avram Avinu, the, one of the ten tests, perhaps the tenth test, of Avram Avinu of Abraham, which was to sacrifice his son, Haleu Shamla bring him up as a sacrifice on Mount Moriah, on the Temple Mount, what is today called the Temple Mount. And Avram Avinu gets there, he brings his son up, Hashem sends an angel to tell him to stop. And instead of sacrificing his son, the Torah tells us that instead he sacrifices a particular isle, a ram, that was caught in the thicket by its horns. I'd like to read to you some of these psukim. I'd like to share with you from a Pashapshat understanding, a simple explanation, then the Medrash and some psukim and Tanakh, which have a profound lesson for us today. And I'd like to actually to- tell you that I'm reading from the Chumash of my great grandfather, Saba Yosef, Rabbi Yosef Yitzchak Streisand. And uh, a lot of this is in Yiddish, the explanations here, but I'm going to read to you something from it in Hebrew. So the angel says to Avram Avinu, do not send your hand out on the child, on the young man. I mean, he was 37 at the time, Yitzchak. Don't do anything to him. Now I know, says Hashem, through his angel, that you fear God, and you did not withhold your son, your firstborn, your only child, from me. Avram was willing to give up his child in service of Hashem. And here's the main passage that we're going to discuss. Avraham lifted up his eyes and he saw. There was an Ayel Achar, and this is the troubling troubling part of the Pasuk, Ayel Achar, which, it doesn't say Ayel Acher, which means an, w- would mean another Ayel, another ram. It says Ayel Achar. Vine Ayel Achar. The word after, it means after, a ram after. It's, it's out of place, this word. So he saw it was it was caught in the thicket by its horns. Avram went, he took the isle, and he brought it as a carbon instead of his son. And I want to read one more pasuk because it is very much connected. Avram Avinu calls the place called the place God sees. God will see. That today it will be said, or it's, it is said today, this is the mountain upon which God is seen. Okay, so Haramoria, which we refer to Hamoria, interesting language, but could it be language of seeing, could be language of teaching, could be language of incense. The Haramoria, the, the, the Temple Mount, is the place where God is seen. Avram Avinu had an experience of God. 
he brought his son, he was willing to sacrifice him, instead he brought the isle, brought this ram. Now what is the meaning, and we're going to come back to the concept of seeing in this context, what does it mean, right, Hashem is seen on this mountain, what's the significance of that? So, I want to point out to you like this. Okay, let's see. What is the Pashup Shat meaning of this? So, I will actually read to you from the, from the Yiddish here because it's, it's fun. I, I used to study with my father on Shabbos' should be healthy and well. It's the study from this Chomash in the Yiddish. That's how I learned some Yiddish. He lifted up his eyes and he saw. What does it mean? Well, who, what's this isle, which is a, a ram? There was a ram, he saw. What does it mean? So, the Yiddish explanation here goes with Rashi. After the Malach said to him, Don't send out your hand upon your son. That's when he saw the ram. And he knew, and he knew that it's time to take this ram and use it as a korban. Okay? Okay. He also brings another explanation here, having to do the tefillah, the prayer. Okay. Oh, so I want to read to you one more thing here about this ayl achar. This, what does the word achar mean? So, there's another explanation. It's called, it's in this, it's in this Sefer, it's in this, it's a Chayk Yisrael, it's a, it's a Sefer called Chayk Yisrael, which separates the Parsha into six parts, or seven parts, each one for a day of the week. And, Akedis Yitzchak, I believe that it's the author of the Sefer, who is, his name was Yitzchak, and he has here a Pshat. right, the word Achar is out of place, what does it mean, Achar? Why wasn't Avraham concerned that this animal that he found belongs to somebody? It ran away from someone's from someone's flock. An isle is a is a ram. Usually, a ram is is a domesticated animal. How did he know that it was a wild a wild ram that he could use as a korban? Now to use a stolen animal for a korban, for a sacrifice. Our sages tell us, in speaking about this isle, in speaking about this ram, that there were ten things that were created on the first Friday of creation, the first Friday of the world, at dusk. One of those ten things that was created in this period of time was this particular ram. Listen to what the Akedas Yitzchak says, an amazing thing, a beautiful thing. From that time, from Ben Hashmashis, from that first Friday of creation, at dusk, until, until this story, until it, it appeared in front of Abraham, it was approximately 2,100 years. Actually, if you calculate it, it was 2,075 years. 
Nimsa Shnois of Shala Ayel, Hoya Alpaimu Mashona. So how old was this ram? It was 2,075 years old, 2,100 years old, if we round it off. Kedere Chazal, Hoya Ha'ayel Hazeh. So how did it live so long? So it was the original creation of Hashem, which maybe the curse of Adam didn't apply to it, but our sages say something slightly different. The reason that it was able to live so long is because this isle was was grazing in the Garden of Eden next to the, the Tree of Life. Our sages say that from the waters that flowed next to the Tree of Life, the fountain of youth, right? This hidden fountain of youth was what the was what this isle was was living from. Says It is certain that this isle, this ram, was different than all the other rams that ever were were that came into existence in the world. Because it had a similar look, it, had, it was created on the first day of on the first Friday of creation. It was living until that point in the Garden of Eden, and it was drinking and eating from that place. So it had a certain countenance, we could say. That it had a certain look to it, which clearly indicated that it was not like any other ram that existed in the world. It was completely holy to God. And here's something that we're going to see also in the Medrash that we're going to read very shortly. Besides for this, it had two horns one of the horns was going to be used in the future at the time of Ma'an when the Torah was given. The Pasuk says that there were shofars that were sounding. There was a, a, a very powerful sound of a shofar. So that shofar, that uh, ram's horn that was being blown upon, that was making that incredible sound, was this very ram's horn. The larger ram's horn, the second ram's horn will be blown when Mashiach comes, when the Messiah arrives, Alkain Avram Avinu Kishira Esa'il Tekev Hikira Ki Acherhu says like it is. It's like you know what it means. Hivine Ail Achar. There's something special about this Ail. It's a different kind. So he's understanding it. Perhaps you could say I have two possible explanations here. Ail Achar means an Ail Acher. It's a different kind. Of Isle. He recognized it right away that it wasn't a regular Isle. It was for certain that it wasn't a regular ram that belonged to somebody that he might be stealing, heaven forbid. It was clear to him. It, it, it immediately came to his recognition that this Isle, this ram, was the one that was created on Erev Shabbos at dusk. Hashem sent it here from this place. Why did Hashem send it at this time? Certainly it was appropriate that it would be a korban, a sacrifice in place of his son. Because the two of them were almost exactly the same. 
Ki gufa adam vegufa behema shavim hema. The body of a human being, the body of an animal, have a have a certain similar similarity. What is the difference between a human being and, and an animal? It's ayin. It's it's the it's the nothingness. It's the soul. Besides to the holy neshama. It certainly had this particular rhyme had a very powerful spiritual force. Its entire body was holy. It was especially appropriate that it be a korban, a sacrifice in place of Yitzchak. Yitzchak had purified himself. Yitzchak was ready to die al Kiddush Hashem, ready to, to give up his life to fulfill God's will. Okay, number Chazal. That's why Chazal, our sages say that that the aisle, the the ram's ashes are still placed in front of God. To remind him always, right? What what's the power of the, of this of the afer, the the ashes of this ram? The power is its incredible holiness. Whatever it represents, it replaced. Yitzchak, etc. So that's his pshat in Ayel Achar, which we could say Ayel Acher, a different kind, or we could also say Ayel Achar. It was a ram that was meant to be used after much time. Or it was a ram that represented something later, as we're going to see, the Medrash is going to say. It represents something later. Something later is that the horn of it is going to be used for the, for, for Mashiach, which is the after, after all of the things that have occurred in history. Okay, so that's the concept that I saw in my great grandfather's Chomish. His His memory should be a blessing. Now let's see the Medrash. I won't get so deeply into the Medrash. I want to focus in actually on some Sukkim that the Medrash quotes in Tanakh. I want to understand what is this Shaifar? What is this horn? The ram's horn is going to be blown. In the future, when Mashiach comes, when the Messiah arrives, what is the concept? Medrash wants to understand what is Achar, what is this after? What is this word after? Omar of Yudin, Rav Yudin says, Says Rav Yudin, you know what it's talking about? The Achar, the word Achar means that there's something that occurs after. This ram represents something that's after, after all of the after everything is said and done, after all of the actions, after all that has occurred. The Jewish people, just like the ram, was caught in the thicket by its horns. What are the, the horns that the Jewish people are caught in the thicket? It's our sins. It's our troubles, it's our pain, it's our, the oppression of the, the nations of the world. And after that, there's going to be a redemption for the Jewish people. And it's going to happen accompanied by the Karen. I want to read the Pasuk again. Sorry. It's the word achar is going on the word bekarnov. It's going on the word the horns that after all is said and done, there's going to be a horn. This horn 
the horn, right after the tr- troubles and travails of of Egypt, there's going to be a horn of Matan Torah. After the troubles and travails of two thousand years, one thousand nine hundred fifty-three years of Gullus, of of exile, of oppression, of difficulties, of inquisitions, of holocausts, there's going to be a horn that's going to be blown. Pasuk says in Zechariah, I'd like to read you this Pasuk inside. Hashem, Pasuk says in Zechariah, in Zechariah chapter four, uh, 9, verse 14, Hashem alem yeira'eh. Hashem will appear. Right? It uses the same language. Right? The Pasuk, our Pasuk says, this is the place that Hashem appears, right? Where does Hashem appear? Hashem alem yeira'eh will appear to them in our Israel, in the Holy Land. On Har Maria, on Mount Moriah, we will see a revelation. Just like in 1967 when the Jewish people reclaimed the holy city, the holy mountain of Hashem. Vashem Alem Yerav His, God's arrows, His, His, Hashem Ishmael a God who is the, the man of war. His power in war will come out like a flash. This is the Pasuk. And Hashem, God, right? Hashem, God, indicating God's Rachamim, His mercy, and also His judgment. He will blow on a great shofar. Bashofar, it just says Bashofar Yutka. He will blow on the shofar. He will go in the whirlwinds of Taman. Hashem, the, the Lord of hosts, will protect them. Hashem will save on that day the sheep of his nation. It's worth, it's worth seeing those psukim, worth seeing the verses inside. So we have one verse which refers to the fact that God, after everything is said and done, after all of our trials and tribulations, after all of our sins, after all of the oppression of the nations of the world, Hashem will appear to us and He will blow a shofar. Now what is this shofar? What is the concept of the shofar that's going to be blown? What does the shofar represent? So I'd like to read to you what it says here in the Mitzvah God will reveal His divine presence in order to fight on their behalf. And God's arrows will shoot out upon the enemies of the Jewish people like a flash. B'shoifer Yitka, what is this shoifer? So in the Pashup Shad, in the simple understanding of the verse, the shoifer is, Kigibar HaTekea B'Melchama, Hu'inyan Mashal. Says Matsudas David, it's like a mighty man, it's like a, a, a hero in the middle of a war, who is blowing this powerful shoifer, this powerful ram's horn, making this incredible noise in order to show his power, his victory. The shofar is something which scares the enemy. It's something which 
comes to, to show victory, to show power. And that's the Pashup shot. It's a mushal, says Mitzudah Stavit. It's, it's, it's not a literal ram's horn, per se, but it shows the power of God. It shows the power of the mighty Ishmael Chama, the man of war who's coming to fight on behalf of his nation. <coughs> Excuse me. <coughs> now the Marzu says, there's another Pasuk, which also refers to the Shaifer God. And we, and we quote both of the Pesukim on, on Rosh Hashanah. We quote both of these Pesukim on Rosh Hashanah. Interestingly, the Marzu says that the main reference in our Medrash is to the Pasuk, So, I'm inclined to, to notice that the Pasuk that the, the Medrash does quote, which is in Zechariah, as we, we pointed out, refers to the, the Hashem Alem Yehra'eh will be revealed, which is something that's going on in our Pasuk. There's a revelation of Hashem on the mountain. So, to me, that's why this Pasuk is brought in the Medrash. But the Marzu says that there's another Pasuk. And I'd like to read to you this Pasuk. It's in Yeshaya, in Isaiah, chapter 27, verse 13. And it'll be on that day. A great shofar will be blown. And the ones who are lost, who were, who were exiled in the times of Ashur by the Assyrian king, the ten tribes, they will come back, they will return. And those who were pushed off into the lands of Egypt, which, according to some, refers to the Jews who were lost in the, the Ishmaelite lands, right? Yishmael was from Hagar HaMitzris. His mother was an Egyptian. So the Jews that were lost throughout the world, they will bow down on the holy mountain. So another Pasuk which refers to this very mountain, the holy mountain of God, there's going to be a shofar which is going to be blown. I'd like to read to you the Radak. What is the nature of this shoifer? Again, what is the nature of the shoifer? And the letters here are very small. I'm going to try to read them. You talk of a shoifer gadol. Kach yiskapzu. Ki'ilu. I have to read to you the one Pasuk before. Because the Pasuk before also refers to a similar idea. And on that day, it's referring to the day when God is saving the Jewish people. He's bringing about His ultimate salvation. God is going to cause, uh, he's going to be chayved, he's going to, like a, like somebody who's in his, in his threshing floor, someone who's involved in bringing the, the wheat, developing the wheat into flowers, so there's a, there's a banging that happens. Hashem is going to bang on the shibaylis, on, on the, on the grains. Atem tilkutu, the mushroom of the Navi, the analogy the Navi is giving us is that there's a destruction in the world when Mashiach comes. But the destruction is not for the purpose of destruction. The destruction is in order for the Jewish people to be brought back one by one. The flower, the, the ultimate desire of God is to, to bring about that the Jewish people should be developed, developed into a fine flower that's brought back to Eretz Yisrael, back to the land of Israel. The difficulties of the Gullus end with, with a very difficult, terrible time. World War I, World War II, and there's going to be a third Gagumagag war. 
And that is the, what's the purpose of that? In order to bring us back one by one to the land of Israel, to be Makavets, the Goliaths, to bring us back to where? That's the next passage. So that's when the Shoifer is being blown. So what is the Shoifer? And that's what the, the Radak is saying. We're going to be gathered in in a way where, as if to say, right, it's, according to the Radak also, it's not a literal shofar, but there's, it's like there's a shofar blowing. Making a tremendous sound in the entire world. The Radak brings the other passage, which we just saw in Zechariah. So he's saying, what is the purpose? They're going to come. They're going to come from every corner of the earth as if a, a shofar was blown. As if a, as if a, a, a great noise is being heard. The call, the call is going out. The call is going out. Come back. Return. Return, O Jewish people. Return to the land of Israel. The call is going out. Now, how does that call go out? And this, to me, is the message of this Pasuk. There's a call. The call goes out from Har- Haram The call comes out. Right? There's a call to serve Hashem. It comes out of Tzion, out of Zion. And it says, come back. Come back to Yerushalayim. Come back to the Har Hashem Yehroeh. When there's a revelation, Avram Avinu sees God. He sees this is what God wants. It comes through a very difficult time. He's told to sacrifice his son. He, the Jewish people, right before Mashiach comes, before the Messiah arrives, go through a very difficult time. They go through a tremendously difficult time. The whole world goes through a difficult time. There's a destruction that occurs in the world. There's a, a chibut. There's a, 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 a trampling that occurs, just like on the threshing floor, when it comes to flour, it has to be trampled, it has to be crushed, in order to, to get that fine flour in the end. And there's a tremendous noise that, com- that comes along with it, it's called the shoifer. This is all represented in the story of Avram Avinu. There's an ayel achar. There's an ayel achar. This is a hint to what's going to be after all is said and done, as the Medrash tells us. After all is said and done, there will be the sound, the sound of a shofar. What is the sound of a shofar? So we all imagine that it's going to be a literal shofar, a sound, a, a tremendous sound, like it was in Harsinai. But the, but what we see from the Mephorshim here, when we see what seems to be the Medrash is hinting to, is that there's a, a sound that we need to hear, the sound of a shofar. The sound of Hashem calling and saying, I'm the mighty warrior. Look at the wars that I'm fighting on behalf of the Jewish people. Whether it's in 1948, whether it's in 1967, whether it's in 2022. Look, listen, you have to hear it. You have to see it. You have to see that we are in an incredible time and Hashem is calling us back. Do we want to be trampled out in the, in the world of the Umar Sa'ilam? Is that where we want to be when it comes to the final moments in time before Mashiach arrives? 
Do we want to be out there where the trampling is occurring? Where the World War I's and the World War II's occur? Or do we want to be on the Har Hashem Do we want to be in the place Avram Avinu is told, here you don't have to trample your son. Here you don't have to... All, you do, all that's here is an Akedah. There's a ram that, that replaces. There's a Korban that replaces that it's not necessary that the, the son of Avraham has to die. This is the place. It's in Tzion. It's in Yerushalayim. It's in Eretz Yisrael. That we have special protection that doesn't per se hold outside of Eretz Yisrael. It's such an important idea. Hashem Lekim Bashoifer Yitka, he's blowing a shoifer and he's calling us back to Eretz Yisrael, he's calling us back to this place. I want to bless you and I ask you to bless me. Hashem should help us to be able to hear this call, the shoifer's call. Hashem should help us to recognize that this is a time, it's an incredible time. Hashem should help us to see what's going on, to see that he's blowing the shoifer and he's ready to protect us. And he wants us to come back to Eretz Yisrael in order for us to be able to experience Bahar Hashem on the mountain of God. That's where we're going to see the ultimate salvation. Thank you so much for listening. Have a wonderful Shabbos. This podcast was made possible through the gracious donations of listeners like you. For more podcasts like this, please visit www.arigoldwag.com or search on iTunes Ari Goldwag.